It's the Real Estate Podcast, across every state, city and town of Australia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio every morning, also on Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, it is a Tuesday, the second most boring day of the week, but let's hope it's not for you today. Actually, it's a pancake morning for me after I've finished, so already it's shaping up for a good start on this ninth day of August for 2022. And coming up this morning, we're going to be talking real estate with Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, including talking about Brisbane falling back into line and coming off its own property speed to be more in line with Melbourne and Sydney. Also on the discussion, we'll be talking about the RBA. It's about halfway through its exercise of raising the cash rate. And a bit of a hypothetical this morning, if we went into a recession, if that happened, it's not exactly a normal situation when you have a low employment rate. So we'll be discussing all of that coming up shortly. If you're celebrating your birthday on the day of the 9th. Have a great Tuesday. You share it on the same day as Rod Laver. Yes, he's turning 83. Happy birthday, Rod. Whitney Houston would have been celebrating her birthday. Unfortunately, she died back in 2012. She would have been 59 today. Also, somebody who would have been celebrating her 26th birthday is Sharon Tate. But unfortunately, she was murdered, of course, by a group known as the Manson family. And Aussie Margot Robbie played Sharon Tate in Quentin Tarantino's film Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. A very tragic end to Sharon Tate's life. From first home buyers to property investors and everything in between. Every morning on The Real Estate Podcast. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. It's the Main Centre Forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And checking on your weather around Australia. First we go to Sydney expecting the rain again today. A high of 17 degrees. Melbourne once again it's going to be cloudy but a dry day. And your high of 14. Brisbane a sunny Tuesday with 21. And in Perth expecting the rain to continue continue and your high of 14 degrees. It's the Real Estate Podcast across Australia, seven days a week. Well, last week, you might remember, we talked about PropTrack's modelling showing the worst is yet to come with property prices likely to fall a further 3 to 6% this year before tumbling another 9 to 12% by December 2023. We also talked about the possibility of a 20% fall in Sydney. Since then, though, so much has happened. So let's bring in this morning Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. And a very good morning to you, Martin. Great to have you on the Breakfast Podcast. Thank you very much for inviting me. So the property market has been running at different speeds around the country, but as the rate hikes are implemented, so too are these areas like, say, a Brisbane now starting to fall back into the fold and coming off its own speed to be more in step, I guess, with a Melbourne or a Sydney. 
Yes, it's very um, interesting to watch how this is playing out. You know, the markets are quite diverse across the country and there are different stages of evolution. So prices started to shoot up in Sydney and Melbourne earlier. They've started to come down. Brisbane later. West Coast, its own March, I guess. But if you look at South Australia and Tasmania, they're also beginning to ease back as well. So I think what happens is that Sydney, Melbourne, because it's the biggest market, probably sets the pace. Others follow at different paces beyond that. But then I'd also make the point that investment in houses and investment in apartments is also moving at a different rate. And the top end of the market is dropping quicker than the bottom end of the market. So it's, you've got to get granular to really understand what's going on. But definitely, I think more areas are now retreating. And I think the retreat will continue. Now, the new homeowners, especially first home buyers, the RBA is about halfway through its exercise of raising the cash rate. And if it continues at the current rate of increases, defaults are going to start to creep in. What's the geographical look around the country as far as that whole default? Yeah, and it's worth saying, I think defaults is the end of the road. What I'm looking at at the moment are many households across the country beginning to worry about cash flow. So they, they're not earning enough to cover everything. So that is the early lead into defaults. But what I find is that a lot of the high growth suburbs in and around our major cities uh, is where a lot of the action is in terms of risk at the moment. And in fact, uh, S&P put out some research quite recently to show that uh, there were default levels of around 3% already in some of those high growth areas, you know, for example, around Liverpool and Campbelltown in New South Wales, or um, if you want to go down to Narrowar and places like that in Victoria and elsewhere too, plus some regional centres. So what we're starting to see is the the early uptick. Now, how high this will go will be determined by where interest rates go ahead and also how banks treat customers through this rather difficult time. I wouldn't be surprised to see the banks being more lenient, but I also see, on the other hand, them starting to encourage people to sell early if they are actually in difficulty. So they might keep the default rates down, but we might see higher listings because people are getting under more pressure. And I guess it's in the interest, isn't it, in terms of the bank to to talk to a, a customer who might be in that real negative space and they can see what's going to happen. If they're sort of nudging them, well, perhaps you should sell. Obviously, it's good for both parties, but the bank certainly has an interest there. Yeah, the bank's interested in having a risk-free opportunity and getting out. And of course, if people fundamentally have changed their financial footprint and will not be able to afford that mortgage, in a way, the sooner you get out while prices are still relatively high, you might be able to sell and get some equity out of it. Whereas if you leave it and sort of hope in a couple of years' time it's going to magically fix itself, that's going to be more difficult. I don't think income is going to drive up any time soon, so I think people are going to remain under pressure. So the banks are definitely being quite selective in terms of who they have this conversation with, but I'm seeing more of it at the moment. Their, of course, concern is to try and keep the headline default rates as low as they can. And Martin, if we went into a recession, normally you wouldn't go there with low employment or where people are still spending. So if we therefore did go into a recession, just how unusual would that be? Well, this is very unusual. And, uh, you know, our economy is behaving quite like others around the world where we've still got uh, very low levels of 
unemployment. We've got very high levels of job openings. And of course, that's good because it means that if people have jobs, then they've got more chance of, of, of maintaining those mortgage payments. But the question is, will unemployment stay as low as it is? And in New Zealand, they just announced uh, recently that it started to tick up slightly. We're seeing a little bit of sign of that in some other countries too. So we may start to see unemployment begin to move up. Now, if unemployment does start to rise, that's going to put huge additional pressure on many households. But at the moment, what people are doing is actually getting more jobs, part-time jobs, to try and actually eke out you know, additional income coming in to be able to cover the higher costs. Those costs are rising dramatically. Every 1% increase in the mortgage rate is about 15% in terms of monthly repayment. So these are big changes. So as long as people continue to work, that'll definitely dampen it. But this is highly unusual. All right, and let's have a look at the fixed rates. This is a big talking point. Has there ever been an error previously that has seen what people are going to face next year when they come off these fixed rates and then immediately be put under pressure because many will go from those comfortable rates to mortgage stress with a significant amount of pain? Yeah, so a lot of people have 1.99% fixed rates at the moment, but they're going to be up at 4 or 5%. That's a huge jump. I think the best analogy is what happened in the US around the what was called the adjustable rate loans. That was before the global financial crisis. Again, people were lured into very low rate loans, and then suddenly the rates went up, and it was the trigger of those higher rates that lifted defaults and then created the broader global financial crisis. I think that's the better analogue. I've never known an example here in Australia where we've actually had this sort of uh, similar thing play out until now. And it's worth thinking about the last sort of 15, 20 years, rates have only ever gone down. So a lot of people will find this as a big shock. And I fear that some people won't be preparing early enough for what's going to be ahead. Okay, and the RBA, of course, they're lifting the rates. They're trying to fix inflation, but is it likely to fix the inflation, which is sort of running away? Well, great question, because, of course, a lot of the inflationary pressures are nothing to do with local economy issues and employment, as we said. It's to do with the international, you know, the supply chain disruption, the oil price, those things. So in a way, lifting interest rates is a very weak lever to try and actually tackle the underlying inflationary issues that we've got here. The f- concern I have is you could, li- you could lift interest rates, you could squeeze a lot of households, But inflation could remain stubbornly high because of the fact that it's actually other issues that are driving it. And that leads us into a stagflationary environment where you have horribly low income growth, high unemployment and uh, unfortunately high interest rates. I hope we don't go there, but I do fear that the RBA might be a little bit too optimistic in terms of its current forecast as to what's going to happen next year. I think rates may be higher for longer and I think that inflation could be higher for longer. You know, it's hard to predict, isn't it? Hard to predict in terms of just where we are going to be this time next year. We could be just living in a completely foreign marketplace. Yeah, the difficulty is there are so many variables. I mean, you could, you know, you can look at China and you can look at Taiwan and you can look at what's happening with interest rates and the supply chain disruptions. It really is a very uncomfortable time. What I think people need to do is to assume the worst and hope for the best. In other words, assume rates are going to go higher and start planning now for that rather than hoping magically that income is suddenly going to start growing in real terms. Everyone's saying not for a couple of years probably. And uh, magically things are going to turn around. I don't think we're going to see this... Um, remarkable move up, reverse very, very quickly. And unfortunately, that means more pain for longer. And don't be loyal to your bank if you can get a better deal right now. 
<laughs> well, that's the other point. It's horrendous to say, but a lot of people still have rates that are 1% or 2% higher than the best in the market. Shop around more than ever because there are still big differences. There's no benefit. There's no surprise for being loyal. You're just paying a lot more, and that means that essentially you're supporting the bank's profits rather than dealing your own finance. So shop around, find the best deals that are out there because you can certainly save a bit on the way through. Martin, great to chat this morning. Thanks for coming on to the Real Estate Podcast. Good to talk with you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.